Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 39. If you counted all of them, that's 189 episodes. That's insanity. My name's Craig. My name is Britt, and Craig, we are joined by one of our favorite contributors. Ladies and gentlemen of the universe, welcome back, The Cinch. Hey, it's me. Hey. How you doing? Thank you for letting me join. Thank you for joining us tonight because let's all right. So let's just let's just be honest with our audience up front before we even get to like drinks and burning hot takes and all that fun stuff. During the draft week, nobody dropped more knowledge on us as what to expect than the cinch, the text messages, the articles, the insight. He did a fantastic job. What little knowledge I have in my head from the NFL draft comes from him and the conversation that he and Craig mainly had. So. When Craig said to me today, we should have Cinch on, I'm like, yeah, if we want to have an interesting podcast with actual information in it and opinions, yeah, we probably should. So thank you for joining us, sir. We do appreciate it. Well, the only problem is I forgot everything already. So ah, it'll come back to you. It's like riding a bike. We haven't done yeah. this in two weeks. I don't think Craig found the button, so that's 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 a there good start. Go. <laughs> Are you sure? So, yeah. Yes. But let's start where we always start. What are we drinking tonight? Cinch. I'll go first because I'm going to be a letdown. Oh. I have Gatorade berry flavor. Regular so. Gatorade? You're too old to drink that much sugar. It's zero. <laughs> yeah, I drink the zero too. You know, exactly they had they had Gatorade two or whatever it was. It's like that was terrible. The less sugar. Yep, that one to me, that one tasted better than the fake zero one. Oh no! See, I'll take now, zero G two. Really quick, just as your tinfoil hat like topic oh, here we go we just talked about gatorade and <laughs> i swear to god at the bottom of the web page i have up just flashed a gatorade ad gatorade zero <laughs> weird the universe listens i'm telling you it does i'll take gatorade zero over g2 all day long all that's day fair. long but i've never been big on diet drinks so that's just well, me with, with my diet my doctor is like you need to pound water and water substitute i'm like okay I can drink a glass or two of water a day, but not like the eight that my doctor wants me to drink. Mm-hmm. So I was like, listen, what if I drank sugar-free like Powerade or sugar-free Gatorade? And he was like, fine. <laughs> I was like, all right. So I do like two of those a day in addition to the water intake yeah, just to keep my doctor happy. So, well, I'm going to be a disappointment too because I am drinking Diet Coke tonight. I wow. have a very busy work week Um and I, I thought I was going to be caught up today, and then the universe said, no, nothing is ever that simple. Get ready. You have an 8 o'clock morning tomorrow, um, 8 o'clock meeting tomorrow morning where you have to you know, rain holy hellfire. So you need to be completely awake and sober. So I have nothing tonight myself. Craig, what are you drinking? Wow. We have just struck out, I think, for the first time on this podcast. Is this a sober podcast? It is, because I am drinking bubbly bounce uh, it's caffeinated it's sparkling thing. water. Um, I got <laughs> it's new. Um, I have a problem with products. If they say new, I tend to buy them. But uh, I got my second COVID shot today, and afterwards I got a drink with three espresso shots in it. And when I got home, I fell asleep on my couch. So yeah, yeah. You you say that like it's unusual for you to fall asleep in the middle of the day. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. I do I do take naps, but like I was legit tired when I got home after drinking that. So Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. All but right, yeah. so we're sober tonight 
and there's a ton going on because the draft just happened. So let's get right to burning hot takes. This episode is going to be a lot of question, answer, discussion kind of format today, guys. So we hope you enjoy that. We're going to yield to our guest first. Cinch, what burning hot question would you like us to answer? (laughs) I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good. Wow. No, no. Cinch wishes to pass. (laughs) No, I got a question. I got a question. What do you got? So the, the Jets selected Michael Carter twice in the draft. In the third round, I could be wrong. I think it was third and fourth. It could be fourth and fifth. They selected Michael Carter. And then in the following round, they selected Michael Carter the second. I don't think they're related. My question is, do you think with the first pick, the Jets took the wrong one? And then with the next pick, they said, geez, we got to get the guy we wanted. We got to draft the other one. Okay, so did you see the CBS article on this? No. Okay, so CBS did dive into this. They took Michael Carter from North Carolina, a running back in the fourth round, and then the Duke defensive back, Michael Carter II, as you mentioned, in the fifth. When they drafted Michael Carter from North Carolina, it was announced as Michael Carter from North Carolina, but one of the television stations put up Michael Carter II from Duke's picture and started showing clips of him. This caused someone in the Jets' war room to go, holy crap, we picked the wrong guy. (laughs) Now, the draft starts to move at a pretty good clip at that point. So they tried to find out whether or not it was accurate, and they couldn't, so they hedged their bets and took the other one. Here's the quote. (laughs) Here's the quote. This is from the head coach. This is from Robert Sala. When we took Michael Carter, the running back, ESPN threw up Michael Carter, the second on the screen. And we were like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. And we checked the notes and made sure we made the right pick. But lucky for us, Michael Carter, the second ended up falling to us and we were able to scoop him up. So like I said, we're excited to have them both. (laughs) So yeah, they screwed up. ESPN apps, ESPN threw them for a loop just by showing the wrong footage. That is how disorganized. So who's so who's that on? Follow-up question. Is that on the Jets for not knowing what the hell they're doing? Or is that on ESPN for confusing the Jets? Who's in the wrong here? Uh, I would have to say in this situation, ESPN. It's definitely on ESPN. Fair enough. But you Fair know enough. what? Maybe this is going to be a happy accident. You know, maybe Michael Carter II is going to be a... You know, like a diamond in the rough kind of thing. Oh, pick. my God. <laughs> if they both ended up being all pros like three years from now, I can already see the really bad posters they're selling, you know, with them dressed as lawyers, you know, call Carter and Carter. <laughs> you know, I can already see it. Well, oh, my I, God. I do think that the running back is a, is going to be a good player. Okay. I, I don't think he was a bad pick. I just, it doesn't happen very often that you take two players of the exact same name. Yeah. No, does yeah. not. Oh, all right, Craig. That's a that's a good starting question right there. I like that. I hadn't <laughs> heard about that until this morning. I stumbled across that article. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> Craig, what have you got for us? All right. So for me, we're gonna go outside football because I know in our podcast group, I am the only Yankee fan. That's fine. Oh, here that's we great. Freaking go. So my question to the two of you: 
I mean, okay, so me being a Yankee fan, I appreciate the fact that the Astros are never going to live down cheating their way to the World Series. And, you know, the the crowd, when they showed up for the game, the crowd booed them. They had blow-up garbage cans, etc. Right? There were no balls thrown on the field. So I just want to know the two of your take on it. Is it is it okay for fans of whoever the Astros played to remind them that they cheated? I'll yield to Cinch on this first. Not only is it okay, it should be mandatory. <laughs> they should be reminded that what they did was that far wrong. Fair, because I mean, it wasn't just the Yankees they played. So I'm just, you know, so no, fu- and it went on for how long? We don't. I don't think we definitely know. It was multiple seasons, mm-hmm. and and then Alex Cora brought it to the Red Sox, and they cheated and won the World Series. Mm-hmm. So, follow up question: How long do you feel like we need to keep that kind of um, corrective action up? <laughs> Me personally, I just say this season. After okay. that, you know. Yeah, I think after this season, because now we're going to have a real you know, see, you know, as long as COVID goes in the right direction, we're going to have a real season. Uh, you know, as long as it, this season's good and it kind of like wanes down as time goes on, because I, I know it's not going to go away next season, but it doesn't have to be at the same level. And, you know, they should just buy into it. They should say, hey, we're the bad guys. It's everybody against us. It's it's the guys in this room against the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you going to do? You can't fight it. <laughs> That's can't true. Can't say no, we didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They should they should turn around like the Kurt Angle "You suck" chant. <laughs> did you did you see by the way that Kurt Angle is a podcast now? Did you see that he told the story about like a year after the "You suck" thing started in the WWE? That you know who started that, right? Who? It was Edge. Was Edge it? Did, they did they did oh. one of those mocking things and they were playing his theme and he started chanting you suck and the crowd just ran with it for the rest of this poor guy's career <laughs> edge like a year after it happened went to kurt angle in the back room and went i owe you an apology i did that as spontaneously it was just something that came to me and now all of a sudden you get yelled at you suck every single time you walk out <laughs> and he was just like he was like all right whatever <laughs> but, all right so my question for you two is very important hmm I found out today that our uh, Dynasty League annual rookie draft is starting on Friday. Uh Uh-oh. It's a slow draft. Yes. We have the number two overall pick. Oh. Except we don't. Somewhere along the line, one of us traded it. (laughs) Oh, God. Did we trade it for a quarterback? (laughs) We probably did. That might have been how we got Jalen Hurts, actually. (laughs) That oh. might have been how we got Jalen Hurts. Um, well, back this time last year, we thought Jalen Hurts might actually be the starter there. That's true. That is very true. So, all right. So our first pick in this draft is actually we got back. We got back in that pick in that that that's probably that same trade. We got the 14th overall pick or round two pick two. Mm-hmm. Those of you, you two. Who know better? Who's gonna be there for me to pick in the among the rookies at the fourteenth overall pick that uh, I should be looking at? Keep in mind, our team is really bad. Yeah, they're not good. Like we don't have a starting running back right now. Well, you gotta figure the four quarterbacks are gone. Right. The two first round running backs are gone. 
the tight end and the three receivers are gone. So you're at 12 or 13. You're in the second round. I like Elijah Moore. The Jets drafted him in the second round wide receiver. Um, yeah. Tooney, he might be their receiver on the Giants now. Believe it or not, they're right back to back on the list, and they're probably was uh, they're about the eighth and ninth wide receivers down on this list. They might be there. Yeah, because I would this one of them. this was not like there's not a lot. The only two running backs went in the first round. So wide receiver, we are wide receiver. We have weird you now. Yeah, I'm looking. This is no bad. No wonder we have the we had the number two pick. <laughs> we have ter- our, our this team is just bad. Uh, we have like twelve running backs and none of them i'm yeah rex burkhead frank gore duke johnson jalen richard james connor philip Lindsay, daryl henderson and jonathan taylor does daryl henderson still play i don't think so (laughs) um the third running back went to the broncos and uh was uh javante williams and you never know you know you never know about broncos running backs like that's true they're a gamble, but the, if it's good, the gamble like really pays off. So. Do you know who the number four running back on the list is? Obviously, Harris and Etienne, as Cinch mentioned, are the, are the two big ones. And Williams is three. The number four name on the list who is Michael Carter of the New York Jets. I told you, he's going to be good. He hmm. might be what we, we – we might have to go that route. We might it'll be it'll be a best available pick, but best available might be one of those three names. <laughs> yep. Those two wideouts and that, that running back. So okay. Well, you know, something I like to do when you've got a quarterback coming in, a rookie quarterback that you know is the starter, and that's the case with the Jets. Yep. I like to take a receiver, a rookie receiver, because from day one when he's with the team, the quarterback, the receiver is there. The veteran receivers, they're gonna show up later and Maybe mm. they have one, you know, pass throw kind of day where, you know, the quarterback throws to the older guys. But every day that that rookie quarterback is there, his rookie receiver is there. Yeah. So they should work up a good relationship where they get to know each other quicker. So that's something I look at. I, I think that's a fantastic point. So Elijah Moore just bumped up my my uh, draft list a little bit. So. All right, let's toss out some news and notes. I want to hear your guys' takes on some stuff. I really just want to yield to your guys' expert opinions on a lot of this. Um, let's let's start. I'm looking at my list of news items here. All right, let's start with let's start with the the, the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. otherwise known as Aaron Rodgers and his future in <laughs> Green Bay. Before I throw it to you as to whether or not he's going anywhere. Earlier today, Brett Favre weighed in on Aaron Rodgers. And if anyone knows about becoming too old to remain a Green Bay Packer it's <laughs> and not wanting to leave, it's Brett Favre. So I'm going to just read you the quote that Brett Favre said. Quote, knowing Aaron, and I think I know him fairly well, if he has a grudge, whether it be against the organization or a player or an arch rival or family, friends, he ain't budging. I don't Pretty see much him. everybody. Yeah, everybody. His family, <laughs> friends, his mailman, the guy at the grocery store, that person who cut him off on the highway three the weeks butcher. ago. The butcher. The <laughs> butcher. His wife. <laughs> okay, back to the quote. I don't see him coming back and saying, if this is not resolved, however, 
whatever the issue is, if it's not resolved, my God, this reads like a rambling old man. Let me go uh, well, back. Well, he's had well, several it, concussions. from a rambling old man. <laughs> I don't see him coming back and saying, if this is not resolved, however, whatever the issue is, if it's not resolved, or even if it is resolved, but he feels like they have one up on him, he ain't going to play. Knowing Aaron, he would sit. Now he would forego a lot of money, but he's also got a lot of money. Oh my God, what does that even mean? Uh, he he fakes the fake. He pretends to fake. <laughs> Was that your question? What does that mean? No, no, no. <laughs> we're going to get to that. But I'm just going to slice out that if it's not resolved, or even if it is resolved, that's... So what you're saying is, regardless, whatever happens, he's going to feel this way. So Brett Favre thinks that he's either, either the issue will get resolved and he is going to feel slighted by it, or it's going to be unresolved. He's going to feel slighted by it. Either way, Brett Favre thinks Aaron Rodgers will feel slighted by the Packers, and he's going to he might sit if he feels that way. Terry Bradshaw weighed in. Speaking Uh-oh. of speaking another of, rambling old man. Speaking of rambling old men, his quote is much more succinct. Quote, regarding Aaron Rodgers, quote, it makes him look weak, end quote. So two questions here. Number one, which rambling old man makes more sense? And number two, have we seen the last Aaron Rodgers in a Packer uniform? Let's start with Cinch. He'll be back. Whether it means firing some innocent front office guy that probably has nothing to do with anything, he'll be back. Because what what are you getting? You you have uh, if they call someone and say we want to trade Rodgers, they're not going to say we're going to give you three number ones. Right. We're going to give you four number ones. They're going to say yeah, it doesn't sound like he's going to show up. We'll give you next year's number one for him. Conditionally. If he that's, doesn't show up for our camp, we don't give you anything. And and that's not fair value. So they're they're stuck. The here's what I think happens. Packers front office should say, Too bad. You you're unhappy, don't play anymore. You're under contract here. We expect you here on this day. Every day after this day you get fined, I don't know, ten thousand dollars a day for not being there, whatever the, the cost is. Right. Get their rookie guy ready. And, hey, do the best you can with what you got. Because if if you get a guy showing up who doesn't want to be there, you got to question how hard he's going to try to win and how much he's going to listen. And now he's the star of the team, and he's setting a bad example for these rookies and for these guys coming into your team for the first year. And they're going to think, well, if he could do it, I could do it. And next thing you know, you're going to have to fire the coach and start over from scratch. So I think they should just put their foot down and say, we expect you to be here on this day, period. Craig? I think that is what's going to happen, but I think the Packers really have no one to blame but themselves for getting them in this situation. Because as as we've seen that... What's that? Blame Aaron Rodgers. No, I I really... Look, if you look at the last three years how the Packers have drafted. So they have Adams. They were, that was the last receiver they drafted in the first round. And since then, they've done nothing to like help their offense. So I, I can understand that... him being upset that they're not, you know, they're not drafting offensive weapons because one, one draft is mostly all defense. 
And there was, we know their defense isn't super. So what are they doing? So well, this is going to turn into Deshaun better. Watson <laughs> and he's not going to like they're both sides lose in this situation. And it's like watching two 12 year olds fight. You Maybe know, that's the answer. Trade to Sean Watson for Aaron Rodgers straight up. Cut your losses up. <laughs> there you best. go. There you go. So, yeah, yeah because, yeah. you know, like when Carson Palmer got mad at the Bengals, didn't want to play. It just makes it makes everything way too stressful and it makes everything awkward, you know, awkward in the locker room. It's just it's weird if the guy who's supposed to be in charge of your team doesn't want to be there and hates everyone. And then, like, how do you get how's the whole team getting motivated? They can't. Right. Okay, so if your point is that they've drafted poorly, yeah, I agree. And could they, should they, have drafted a wide receiver, even though maybe they didn't want to, but, hey, our our quarterback, really, he's, he's begging us for a receiver. Could they and should they have done that at some point? Yes. But like Britt just finished saying, Aaron Rodgers has a grudge. He doesn't speak to his family. He has a grudge against this one, that one, the mailman, the baker, everybody. Right. The Green Bay Packers front office don't have everybody mad at them and everyone calling them names and they refuse to speak to. You have one malcontent that is so good that for so many years they've done what they could. I just think you can't say, yeah, you know, this is the Packers' fault. I <laughs> think this is Aaron Rodgers' fault. It's honestly, it's bull. It's. It just like in any fight in any relationship, like both sides at some third fault. Who's more at fault? That's clearly debatable. But you know, well, that's they... the thing we don't we don't know the background stuff. We don't know what promises were made to Aaron Rodgers. We don't know what kind of thing. I mean, if if the Packers spent the last decade saying, "Don't worry, we're going to get you a wide receiver this year," and then, oh well, nobody fell to us, dude. Sorry, but there's always next year. You know, I mean, if those kinds of conversations took place behind the scenes, that's different. We've never heard anything about that. No one's ever made those kinds of accusations. Mm -hmm. So uh, here's here's my take on it. Very simply, Aaron Rodgers should know better because he lived through this already. When he was drafted, Brett Favre basically threw a chair. (laughs) He basically walked in through a chair and flipped off everybody in the room and then stormed out. And, and and what was the reaction to that? You guys remember? Oh, wow, what a prima donna. Prima donna. Doesn't he realize he's getting older, he's going to have to stop playing someday, but the Packers are going to go on? I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's always good to have insurance. I and a lot of other people were like, Brett Favre needs to grow up emotionally because he's getting old physically. And that was my take on it then. And you know what? Aaron Rodgers should know better having been on the other side of that. So, right. I, you know, I, I hear he, what you're saying. I just, I just don't, I, I, I'm kind of with Cinch on this. Aaron Rodgers needs to be the professional here. Right. But here, okay, here's an example. When they drafted Jordan Love at 26, these are the people on offense who went after him. Okay. So there is okay. Isaiah, Isaiah Wilson. He's a offensive lineman. Then at 32, Clyde Edwards Hilaire went. Then in round two, at 33, Cincinnati got T. Higgins. At 34, Indianapolis got Michael Pittman. And at 35, Detroit got DeAndre Swift. So yeah, you didn't need running back. But see, right. here's the thing. You don't know, and I don't know. None of us know. Right. You this don't is, know we're all how guessing. long there, there have been problems with the front office and him. Yeah. They, they might have had it. 
and said, you know what, we got a chance to take a quarterback. Let's take this guy. And the next time Rodgers gives us grief, we're done with him. And, you know, maybe that's what they're going to do. Maybe that's what I'm saying. They'll put their foot down and say you're under contract, report on this day. And if not, you're not. So you're saying you're saying the Packers thought it'd be a good idea to say, you know what, screw our 2021 and 22 season and let's just start over. That's not what they were saying. At some point, look, at some point, Patrick Mahomes' career is going to be over. (gasps) Does that mean that... (laughs) Sorry, Brett. Does that that mean that the Chiefs never draft a quarterback until he's gone? You try and... Teams are drafting for the 2022 season right now. Right, but I'm saying... If the player can help now, this season, that's great, but you're... You're drafting two years out, right? But I'm saying that if we're if we're saying the Packers were, whatever reason, upset with <clears throat> upset with him, and they're like, you know what, he's not gonna he's gonna leave next year. Let's draft Love. That doesn't make sense either. I think that they were in a situation where there was a quarterback there that they liked, and they thought we've got to draft a quarterback. Someone is going to be the quarterback after Rodgers. We like this guy. Let's take him. Best case scenario, Rodgers stays, wins MVP, wins Super Bowls. The guy never plays, and we trade him. Worst case scenario, Rodgers either gets injured or decides he doesn't want to play anymore or his ability falters and you have someone in place who's been in the system for a year, two years, three years, and can hopefully take off when he gets there. I, I don't yeah. think it's fair to say that they they threw away they could have had this guy and they could have had that guy because you could do that for every team, for every pick taken, looking back after the fact and said, Oh, look, they could have if they just took this guy instead. Mm. And let's not forget too, to to Cinch's point about when does a front office sit there and go, Enough is enough. Matt LaFleur was hand picked by Aaron Rodgers to be that head coach. He was the guy that Aaron Rodgers went to ownership set and said, this is the guy that can get us, get us there. This is the guy you want. He, he ordained the Matt LaFleur hire. So he clearly has some sway with the front office, but I mean, I, I think that's where this is. I think that's where, where I think Cinch's point is very, very spot on. At some point you got to look at him and go, what else do you want from us? You can't, we can't give you every single thing you want. You're not going to be Veruca Salt from Willy Wonka here and be able to throw a tantrum <laughs> and demand that I bring home an Oompa Loompa. It's just not going to happen. And I, I think that's kind of where we're at with him. You know, so I, I kind of, I, I kind of see that. I, 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 I'm going to blame Aaron Rodgers, but I think, I think you guys also are pretty right that there's a lot of blame to go around. So, all right. Next topic from uh, sport. I almost said sci-fi because it's Sports <laughs> Illustrated and it comes up on my screen as SI. Nice. <laughs> from Sports Illustrated, according to Mike Fisher, Micah Parsons, the Cowboys' new linebacker, fresh off of his uh, his stint at Penn State, is the powerful favorite to win the NFL Rookie of the Year. He is the 12th overall uh, selection in this year's draft. 
Gentlemen, I pose it to you, Craig, first. Is Micah Parsons the favorite out of the gate to win Rookie of the Year? Um, defensive. Nope, just Rookie of the Year. Like overall, de- overall oh, okay. rookie, and there's a defensive rookie. Well, they, they didn't specify. Well, um, in this case, I know more than Sports Illustrated. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, let me just put it this way. The Cowboys' defense is going to be on the field a lot, so he's probably going to have a good shot at it. You know, I think Patrick Zertain and Jace Horn also have a shot, if we're talking about defensive rookies. Uh, the two of them also have a shot at making it, but Micah Parsons was the Cowboys' probably first choice anyway, and they got who they wanted. And he's, you know, he's going to be on the field the majority of the time. So, Cinch? Yeah, could be. <laughs> That's... That... <laughs> <laughs> he's not the best color man in the, the world for nothing folks no that's fair that's fair everything craig said i agree with i There's... don't know enough about this defensive class we, we we did talk about in our pre-draft episodes that this was not a true deep, deep defensive draft so and he was clearly you know head head and shoulders above everybody else so yeah but just um, think think about the cowboys offense and then think about how much how much he's going to be on the field. Well, I think the thing the thing to consider is look at the statistics because that's what wins awards. So who's going to get a lot of sacks? Who's going to have a lot of interceptions? Chances are they would have to be on a good defense. So I might go with, uh, which one went to Denver? Was it Horn? That was, was certain. Horn went to Panthers. So I might go Panthers. with certain then. So okay. if I had to throw thousand dollars on a guy that's where i would go okay uh quick side fun uh well two quick side things one that doesn't require any discussion but an fyi on april 30th the kansas city chiefs officially signed byron pringle so byron pringle will remain the once a year fantasy stud (laughs) good luck picking which week it'll be that he has been the last two years (laughs) just use it anytime you get a free entry in something use Use byron pringle just, yep. just, just do it. Just hey, you know, it. you know what they say about Pringle. Once you start, you can't stop. That's it. That's it. And That's you right. know what? <laughs> the other thing is, stack them. Yep. Stack them. There you go. The money you saved on Byron Pringle in your DFS lineup allows you to pay up for Patrick Mahomes. And never forget, they throw one throws the ball to the other. So you catch that one game a year where he's five for 120 and two touchdowns. You're laughing all the way to the <laughs> KFC bank. <laughs> the right, money anyway. bank. The money bank. Okay, so I just want to see what your guys' reaction to this is. There is a website out there. I'm um, looking at it right now. The Huddle Report. It's a website run by a one-time college scout named Robbie Esch, and he scores NFL mock drafts that people publish. Hmm. Guess who? Di- guess who did not? Have the headline actually cites this person? Guess who did not have the most accurate NFL mock draft this year? Uh, who? That that's right, Mel Kiper Jr. <laughs> yes, less than fifty percent, right? Really? Less than fifty percent. Wow. The guy who and it's a point system, so you you get the later you get in the draft, the more accurate, the more points you get for accurate picks, because obviously everyone knew Trevor Lawrence was going one, right? Nobody's going to put your your bust in Canton for knowing that, right? So, but. The champion goes to, um, just gonna make sure I get this guy's name right. Where is I just lost it? Josh Norris of Underdog Fantasy. 
No. He, he was correct on 16 of the 32 picks, meaning he correctly play, matched player with team. And tw- of the 32 players he said would go in the first round, 27 actually did. Wow. Reaction to that is, that, is that remarkable? Is that just a guy who got lucky, like he threw darts at the board doing a college bracket for March Madness? <laughs> is that impressive? I mean... He- I yeah, I mean I th- I would think it's impressive. I guess it depends how many. Also, it depends how many mock drafts he did. Well, apparently, only published the one. I oh, think it's okay. pretty impressive, personally. Yeah, I would never say he got lucky. Good, good for him. Yeah. So just to compare it, Mel Kiper got five guys right, meaning matched the team and where they were taken with the person. Todd McShay and Peter King both had nine. Really? This guy had sixteen. Jesus. Well, you know, the problem with guys like that, like Peter King and well, not Peter King, because he only does one mock draft, Mm -hmm. but all of these other experts, they put out so many that if they just put exactly what they thought was going to happen, they would not be interesting. No one would care. So that's Mm -hmm. why you see mock draft 2.0 and this team traded here and this team traded there. And, oh, look, they drafted this guy because otherwise if they're just going with what they think's going to happen, no one's paying any attention to their mock draft. Hmm. Fair enough. So let me ask you, before I tell you what CBS is putting up, who had the best draft, in your opinion? Based on what we know, we have a lot of information to sort through. It's a, not a short process. But just off the top of your head, based on what you've seen so far, who had the best draft night? Hmm... I'm going to go, if you go by teams getting what they needed, uh, you know what? I'm going to say the Jets. Okay. Since you had the best draft night. I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to say the Patriots. They, they got a quarterback. They needed a quarterback. They got a quarterback. With their second pick, they took the highest rated defensive tackle. They picked up a running back, a couple of edge guys. I think they filled a lot of needs. And it's like I always say, if you don't have a quarterback, you have nothing. Cam Newton is nothing, so they needed a quarterback. I'm not saying they they win or lose anything. I'm just saying now they have a quarterback. Okay. Well, you know what? That, one of you is correct. According to CBS, the best draft this year was had by the New England Patriots. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So there you go. The Jets came in 14th. Now, conversely, who blew it this year? Who had the worst draft? I'm going to say the Raiders because their first pick was a definite reach. <laughs> I mean, they screwed up everyone's second round. Okay. <laughs> Are you talking about with Leatherwood? Yeah, because, yes. yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's going to have a great career, but should he have gone at that pick? Very debatable. Did, did you, did you, Craig, did you watch the 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 draft preview episode of Gridiron Heights. No, Cinch and I both sent it to you, so you, you fail on it. this. Yeah. You need good. to watch it, and the reason being is because they predicted this. <laughs> they did. There is a momentary scene. I don't remember who he's talking to, but what's his name? Gruden. They cut to him in the middle of town, and he's talking. I, he might have even been talking to Goodell, but they cut to him for a heartbeat, and he says. I just imagine being stuck in a coal mine and I draft the guy I'd want to be stuck with. (laughs) 
And so, so that, so this happens. And like the next morning I wake up and everybody's like, Oh my God, what the hell are the Raiders doing? And all I can think is gridiron Heights nailed this, but the Raiders do this every year. So yes, it's good. They nailed it, but it wasn't that hard to nail. Yeah, wait, that's, that's true. That's true. It's not that hard to predict. Okay. So since who do you, who had the worst draft? I think the Texans probably because they didn't have a first round or a second round. Hmm. I don't That's know. A very good when, point. I'm not sure when they they drafted. The third but, round, they drafted a quarterback. Yeah, I I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think the Texans. Well, the correct answer, uh, the Texans had the 21st rated draft. The Raiders had the 28th oh. rated draft. Number 32 mm-hmm. was the LA Rams. Really? Yes. I don't know why, because all it does is list the names on this article and say the favorite pick and who they got at value. It doesn't really say why anybody. I'll just say this: they they picked a seventh guy, seventh round guy out of Notre Dame, Ben. I, I don't even want to try this guy's name, Ben Skowronek. Skowronek, Skowronek, maybe. His friends I don't call know. him Kenobi. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna call him Ben because I there's, it's. First off, their first pick was a guy named Tutu. Tutu, Tutu Atwell. Atwell. From, yeah, from <laughs> Louisville. So, now, the only redeeming thing is also in the seventh round, they took a running back named Jake Funk. <laughs> I love it. This guy sounds like when he retires, he is going to have some sort of career in, in the jazz industry because with a name like that, he's got to. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I think it's... It's always interesting to rate draft classes and rate how teams go, but realistically, we won't know for three or four years. Number thirty on the list is the Dallas Cowboys, hmm. and they're 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 only saving grace, according to this article, is that they got Jabril Jabril Cox in the in the fourth round, which I do believe is a steal. You, 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 he was easy, He was should have gone at the top of the third round, end of the second round, in my opinion. LSU, he's he just got good speed. And, but the best pick of the draft, as much as I hate to announce, I hate to say this, goes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who in the fifth round drafted K.J. Britt, a linebacker, <laughs> linebacker out of Auburn. So if I ever want, so Kansas City Chiefs, you're listening to this. When when Tampa cuts him, please pick him up so I can have a jersey on the with my name on the back of it and not have it be personalized. Yeah, because those cost more. It's it's not it's not only that I'm a cheap bastard. I've always kind of <laughs> felt like I'm jipping somebody else's legitimate jersey, just because I I never earned that. So you know if if there's a guy there who legitimately earns it, I'm I'm happy to wear it. Is there anybody else? I'm checking to see if there are anybody else that that with the name Brit. No, nope, he was the only one. I mean, yeah. So, okay, more news. What else do we have? Um, you know, one quick yeah. side one. Mm-hmm. I want to just complain here for a second about Fox News. Uh, well, Fox, goes, oh Fox God. Sports or Fox News? No, Fox News. Okay. Because in my search for headlines to talk about tonight, mm. I came across the headline, Willie Robertson says he'll still stand during national anthem after conversation with NFL players. If you don't know who Willie Robertson is, he's one of the guys from Duck Dynasty. His family is millionaire hillbillies because they make fantastic duck hunting supplies, mainly duck calls and um, uh, decoys. 
why this bothers me so that Willie Robertson says he'll still stand during national anthem after conversation with NFL players. Okay, that says to that sounds to me like he was somewhat confrontational or like no my rights blah blah blah. It actually comes from a podcast and in it he says, "quote, I'll still stand during the national anthem cuz that's what I'm going to do and just because someone, especially our guests that came in, just because they don't doesn't make me dislike or hate them at all. I can understand it better having spoken to them. Oh, well, that's completely different than what the headline makes it sound like he said. Right? <laughs> like, by a lot. <laughs> right? I mean, that's so, so I just want to take a moment to vent Fox News. I understand that headline clicking is important, but this would be like, this would be like, you know, Cinch just comes on here whenever he comes on here and tells us about how, how much he thinks Aaron Rodgers is overrated. This would be like taking one of Cinch's like Aaron Rodgers is overrated conversations and making the headline uh, Cinch Rodgers worst QB ever. It's <laughs> that's not what he's saying. That's not what he's saying. <laughs> I just I, I had to vent on that for a second. So anything else you guys want to bring up? Because you guys actually flew through my topics and gave me some really good info, but I feel like there's more to unravel. Um, quick thing for me, because I, you know, I saw different sites give teams grades for drafts and whatnot. Bleacher Report gave the Bengals an F. What in the hell? Based on what? Just because they didn't take so well. That was it. They gave them an F for their entire draft. So they didn't take the one guy they thought they should have taken, and that earns them an F? Yes, basically. It's a little harsh, ain't it? I think so. I think whoever, honestly, between Pitts, Chase, and Sowell, any one of those three is going to make any team they're on better. Like, you know, if you want to say it's a B, some form of a B, then fine. But an F, come on. That's that's let's, a bit ridiculous. Let's ask that, <laughs> that question of our guests. Cinch, did they make a mistake? Should the Bengals have taken the offensive lineman there? I went back and forth on this. I think they definitely should have taken the linemen. Sewell was the guy to take. I mean, they they were able to take someone in the second round for the offensive line. So it's what you're looking at is, do you want this receiver and that lineman? Or do you want that lineman and the receiver in the second round that you could have gotten? The way I look at it is, I can't get the thought out of my head of Joe Burrow pulling up his, his pants, showing his eight-inch long scar on his knee after, what did he play, 10 games maybe? After 10 games, they knocked him out. So the way I look at it is I'm going to draft offensive line every, every draft, every pick, until my guy's protected. Because if he's not protected, it doesn't matter. You could have five Jerry Rices out there in patterns, it doesn't matter. Sooner or later, your guy's going down. You're not going to win a playoff game because he's not going to be there long enough to get your team to the playoffs. So Mm. that's what I think. You know, I mean, the Chiefs actually went out and got a lineman in the third round, second round, late second round, with pick 31, number 63 overall. They got Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma. And I've heard some people say he could be the steal of the draft. Um, in 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 that that he was going to be rated a little bit lower. I've never I don't understand why if there's good offensive linemen, why they would be why they would be so far down. But 
you know, I mean, I, I guess I can, I kind of see both points of it. I was with Cinch on this one. I think the offensive line would have been the, the right draft pick, but I'm not going to give somebody an F on their entire draft because they made one bad pick up front. And maybe that's the fantasy guy in me having drafted guys who have spontaneously erupted into flame, you know, <laughs> in week one. Oh my God. What's his name out of Minnesota, the running back that since you love this guy, <laughs> Yeah, but I'm in baseball mode. What the hell? Who's <laughs> that Dalvin guy? <laughs> Dalvin what? Cook. Dalvin Cook. I drafted Dalvin Cook in the first round, what, two or three years ago? And literally at the end of the game in week one, it was two years ago because it was it was, it was was Sean's bachelor party weekend, and we were sitting in a bar, and I just remember I was enjoying a piece of stuffed bread, and all of a sudden I heard, <laughs> oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> and I looked up at him because we're in a sports bar. There's 50 TVs. So it's not enough to just look up. I have to look and look at him and see where he's looking. And I look up and I see Dalvin Cook down and not moving. And I almost choked on that bread. <laughs> and that's why I remember I was eating stuffed bread because I went. <laughs> <laughs> and I spit up a piece of a chunk of, of stuffed bread because it's like, holy crap. And my season was shot. My season was shot. The year I did the Adam Kaplan Invitational on Sirius XM Radio. God, it's been like five years since I did that now. Really? Wow. I'm in the Alumni League now. I'm playing with all the other guys who didn't win. So there's there's a, there's a Champions League that they invite like to like the anyway. If you win the league, you get invited to the Champions League, and then he picks the the guru John Hansen picks like two or three other guys just to kind of to round it out until they have enough champions to cycle through. But I got I got contacted by one of the guys who was in the same year as me and was like, dude, we just had an opening in the ACI alumni. And I'm like, frick, yeah, I'll play with you guys. They kicked my ass. I think I won my first five games and lost the rest of the season. I went like five and ten. Um, hmm. But that's beside the point. But that that year, uh, my first draft pick was and now I'm going to draw a blank again. Minnesota running back. Really good. Too old now. Cut by Washington. Peterson. Thank you, Adrian Peterson. Oh, my God, it's like playing on the $25,000 pyramid with Sitch. <laughs> Old guy, Viking, bad knees. You know, Washington. Things Adrian Peterson might be. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so so I guess the lesson of this is I should never draft a running back from Minnesota. Yes. But or at least not, not early. That year in the ACI, I made the playoffs. I think I won nine games that year. I think I went nine and five. I made the playoffs, and I had nothing going into the playoffs. I got decimated in the playoffs. So, you know, it's injuries like that are, are going to happen. I don't even know how I got on this rant. Who am I? Where am I? I got so I started with a point and just completely lost it. Here's my quick blurb about the the whole line thing. Yeah, is that. Going the last three years, they've drafted offensive linemen with their first pick. Okay, they also re-signed Spain. They signed Reef, which was to me was a clear, like you know, hint that they were going to draft Chase. They also fired Jim Turner, who is one of the worst offensive line coaches in the league, and they rehired Pollock, who was the offensive line coach when Mixon had his breakout thousand-yard. Uh, uh, rushing, so I don't know. I have I have hope that especially with uh, Pollock being back. Yeah. Uh, breaking news, by the way, from the world of pop culture. Mm. Um, 
Disney has announced that the new Loki series will premiere on June 9th and be released on Wednesdays instead of Fridays, as its predecessors WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier were. Hmm. So they want to start tackling the midweek market, I guess. So uh, really, really quick, last question on, on this on this one. You Did you guys, have you guys finished Falcon and the Winter Soldier? No. What the hell are you doing? No. I, I think I'm three episodes into it, maybe. Oh, my God. It was so good. <laughs> it was so much better than WandaVision, in my opinion. Was it? I think so. I liked it a lot better. It was a spy story disguised as a superhero series. Oh, well, you give it away. Now I'm never going to watch. <laughs> that shouldn't tell you. I mean, you watch three episodes. You already know there's a lot of intrigue and, like, you, you want to watch something good, watch Invincible on Amazon. Oh, done with it already. I like that. Oh, I was, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to hipster you this. I was actually three episodes in when you sent the text saying we should watch it. Well, I was whatever, wherever it was. They, they released, did they do one a week? They However, did three up it was front released. and then one a week. Yep. Yeah, I was, I was with it from the beginning. So. Yeah, me too. Did, are you, did you finish it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Long time ago. Without giving. Yeah. It's, I think the last episode came out like two weeks ago without giving anything away. What did you think? I loved it. I thought it was everything they did. I thought was right. So. So quick, funny story. And then we'll do final thoughts. <sighs> was Thursday night two weeks ago. We were sitting at home and I had a beer. Was <laughs> I, beer? I was I I, I, I could not tell you, but I had another one. And then I had a third one. And then I decided it would be good because my wife had gone to bed to get, because I was, I was, I was, I was, I had like a half an hour left on the episode of Invincible and it knew the episodes came out on Fridays. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch the, I'm going to get caught up on Invincible. So tomorrow after work, I can watch the latest episode. So I put it on, I watched the last half hour and it was like the second to last episode. And immediately at the bottom of my screen, if you're watching Amazon Prime or any of those streaming things, when an episode or a show ends, if there's another one, it says starting next episode in, and it counts down from like 10. It's Thursday night. It's like 11 o'clock. And all of a sudden I see new episode now streaming in 10, 9. And I'm like, it's 11 o'clock and I'm drunk <laughs> and I have to work in the morning. But I'm going to stay up and watch fucking Invincible just so I can finish this goddamn series. <laughs> and I did, and oh my god, was it good. Cinch is at dead on right about that. Craig, you got to get to that one when you have time. I know, there's there's so much stuff to watch now, it's it's insane. How is, it, how is that a problem? You're home all the time. You know what it is? It's because I'm looking, like, I can't really get up from my desk, so I'm looking at a screen for nine hours, so that's that's part of it. Okay, so you just don't have any desire to look at a screen after that. I get that. Okay. Hey, gentlemen, we're out of time. Sad. Uh, Fun, fun, very lighthearted discussion. I learned a lot about the draft, and I hopefully won't screw up our, our fantasy draft come, come Friday. But uh, let's do some final thoughts. Let's start with our guest, Cinch, for your final thought for the week. Okay, my final thought is you need to go and check out what defensive tackle for the Detroit Lions Levi Anzawarike said after he was drafted. I need to, like, do this live? You really should. All right. Craig, Craig and I will stall for you. The Lions <laughs> had a great draft. They drafted Sewell. He, he dropped to them. It's the perfect pick. They're trying to rebuild. 
They've got Goff. I think Goff is only under contract for maybe one more season, and then they could get out from under his deal. One or two. But, you know, build from the line. Go from the inside out. That's what they're doing. So they draft this guy. He had the most interesting, the most different interview. You know, you get the interview with the press right away after the guy's drafted. Usually it's the next day. Right. Um, so if you could pull up his transcript and read it, it's different I, from anything else you've seen. I see I see clips of it on the Detroit Lions official page. But, I mean, I'm not Is there a particular quote that should stand out to me, or are you just saying the whole thing would, overall? Would you, would you like me to read the highlighted part? Yeah, read, read the part that you're referencing, because I'm, I'm looking at his quotes, and I'm not seeing it. it it's off color, so... Okay. It's okay because we've said that you could swear on this podcast. Yes, it so. is marked as explicit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he says, I like fucking people up. I like to get off the line and just put my helmet or my hands on an offensive lineman and fuck up an offensive scheme pretty much. I like pushing back two, three yards and just making them feel like shit. So that's pretty good. That's. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what you... That's what you want on the defense, and I think that kind of goes with Detroit's new coach. I think that kind of fits his... He's uh, going to bite ankles. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let me read to you really quick, and yeah, we'll go over time tonight. That's fine. This is what's on the official page. I mean, the trenches are arguably the most important position group in football. It's an honor to play with the Lions. I think the Lions are trying to build something right here, and we have two good parts to build that. Very different quotes. <laughs> they were like, "Okay, now you need to say that again, but different." <laughs> Trust me, I have I have worked in I've I've worked with PR folks in my day life, and I've given them full statements, and then they've come back to me and said, "So what I'm hearing you say is you really enjoy the work you do, <laughs> and you want to keep doing it. Is it fair to say that you said that?" And I'll, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. And that's the quote that ends up in the freaking press release. I spent 20 minutes describing what I do, and you dumped it down to two sentences. Okay. <laughs> All right, Craig, what do you got for final thought? Um, so for me, a quick fun thing. In round five at number 149, the Bengals drafted a kicker because last year the Bengals kicker hurt himself kicking. Uh, it's Evan McPherson. He played for Florida State. But he has a cool video where he does a trick shot or a trick kick. So he's on the field. There is a bottle of water, which I think is up on a railing in the stands. And he kicks it up. And he kicks it so the ball unscrews the cap and not and does not knock over the bottle of water. It's pretty cool. Okay. Fake news. But it's a, vid- it's a video. But oh, they can't fake videos? But... You see the ball go right next to the bottle. It's done with strings, I think is what Cinch is saying. There's somebody with a string in the parking lot, and they just time it, and they just pull the string really hard and fast. I think it was really Captain America throwing his shield, and it hit the top, and they just changed the shield with special effects. They had the green canvas colored thing covering it, and sure. then later on, they that made makes it more look sense. like a football. That makes more sense in the string. Yes. It'll work. Mm-hmm. All right, so my final thought goes along with the shift into the baseball season. Yeah, we're we're starting to get ready for the football season. Believe it or not, we've only got like another month and a half in this uh, podcast season. 
Uh, we're not going to put out the 50 episodes we typically do this year. We've taken a much more laid back approach. And frankly, I enjoy the laid back approach. Um, but we're talking a little bit of baseball on and off here. And I just want to bring up that the New York Mets have very clearly on their website indicated what it takes to get into their ballpark. And one of the things that they say is, you know, if you, you have to either have a negative test result or you have to be fully vaccinated, whichever it is, they put the guidelines there, but you have to show proof. And they recommend you use the health pass by clear to confirm your status, otherwise okay. known as the COVID passports, right? Mm-hmm. As either shows I have a negative test or I've been fully vaccinated. A lot of people are screaming about government overreach and my rights to be where I want to be and do what I want to do. My final thought is shut the fuck up. If you want to go into a Mets game, I feel safer going into a Mets game knowing they're taking these steps. And I will gladly download an app and flash a screen at the person taking my ticket to know that I'm going into a place where the team is actually taking steps to make sure that we're all healthy. I wish the Mets did such a good job with keeping the players healthy as they are with the concern over their patrons. I, as a fan, I just, I really do. So you know what? I am absolutely going to download that app. I will gladly flash it at the door. And I just think everybody should just slow down. No, I don't care if you're vaccinated or not. I care if you're going to give me the plague. And that part of that is being vaccinated. And as a private organization, the Mets have every right and I think a responsibility to their patrons to ensure that people walking through the door are safe. So stop complaining about vaccine passports and just just do it. Know your role and shut your mouth. (laughs) In the words of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, as he talked to um, to Houdini, shut the fuck up and let's do this. Which, if you, do, if you don't know that's a real quote, it is according to Drunk History. And as we all know, <laughs> everything on Drunk History is 100% factual. So, that's not true, but anyway. So, um, listen, leave us a review wherever you listen to us. Uh, we really appreciate all the reviews we get. Uh, send us some feedback. You can reach us at FignutsDFS on Twitter. Cinch is uh, running our Twitter page exceptionally well, except when his fandom comes out, like, <laughs> earlier this week when he said if he could have dinner with one player, it would be Julian Edelman. Um, well, a question was asked. <laughs> that's just, that's how, a how do, I answer? do I answer? Well, as one of a group, <laughs> my actually, thought process has not been cleared with the others. Actually, too, yeah, we should have a disclaimer. <laughs> actually, when we first started posting way back when, Craig and I used to leave our initial in front of the post. Yeah. I'm not suggesting we do that, but for a while there, we did that for a while. Yep, we did that so that we so that in theory people would know, and then we realized we don't have enough of a viewership or following now to anyone to care who the fuck C or B is. So we just stopped doing it. So <laughs> you just keep rambling on. We love it. Yeah. So reach out to us on Twitter if you want to reach out to us directly. We are fignutsdfs at gmail We are the Football Fignuts Podcast on Facebook. We are anxiously awaiting word as to whether or not we will participate in the Scott Fishbowl this year. I literally check the site every day to see it, what the status on the invitations are, and we still have a decent shot of getting into the Scott Fishbowl this year. So we'll keep our fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. That. 
Fingers crossed. And which one of you is going to run that this year? Because I ran it into the ground last year. We should have been a playoff team, except he has the weirdest playoff requirements. <laughs> yeah. We, we had a better record than the other person in our division makes it, but he has a, a rule that the if the best if the highest point scorer doesn't get one of the first three slots, they get the fourth slot. We were the fourth best team record-wise. Ah, boo. But the person with the most points finished, like, fifth. Oh, so man. she yeah. bumped us. So that's she weird. Us. Yeah, it, it was straight. I, I understand it. It's you know, I you, you don't want you don't want to have the most points and and not get a chance to go to the playoffs. And I guess that works. That happens in a league like that. But it felt kind of shitty when I was like, all right, I went to bed thinking we had a playoff spot, and I woke up the next morning realizing we were done. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so start thinking about because one of you is going to have to do that. So, Cinch, thank you so much for joining us. We always appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So uh, we will, I guess, we'll, we'll see if we'll be back next week. If not, we'll be online doing our Twitch thing. Craig and I have farming to do. Um, <laughs> there is a lot of farming. Finish. We have to finish our farming before before the season starts. I don't think we really can finish the farming. No, it goes on. It goes on forever. It does. It we'll just we'll have to adjust it. That's all right. Yeah. So we will see you soon, possibly as early as next week. If not next week, the week after. We are going to be doing a uh, special meeting where we're going to discuss upcoming events and season news. So uh, if we do record on the 19th, that'll be freaking fun because we will all be liquored up. So uh, until then, we thank you all for joining us. Until next time, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. I'm Cinch. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Hi, Deb. <laughs> <laughs>